Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Beyond Nourish podcast. The place to become a better, more efficient, health-focused cook in just 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Rochelle Gerardin. I am a certified nutritional practitioner, holistic private chef, and I've been running my own business, Beyond Nourished, for over 10 years. So because this is the first episode, I want to take a moment to clear up any confusion that you might have around the term holistic. You obviously know what a chef does, but what is it that a holistic chef does? So in this episode, I want to talk about the word holistic um, when we're talking about it from a cooking standpoint, and also ways that you can start to implement more holistic practices into your cooking. So the word holistic means many different things, uh, depending on what context you're talking about. But generally speaking, holistic is referring to some type of wholesome approach to something where we're looking at the bigger picture of what's going on. We're looking at the bigger picture of what's being affected. And here at Beyond Nourished, we believe in cooking with intent and mindset that not only just focuses on the flavor of the food, but it also pays attention to how that food can impact our health or the health of the people that are eating our food. We think about the ingredients that we use and how they impact the planet. And we also think about how our cooking methods can affect the food's integrity when we're cooking it. So I'm a holistic nutritionist. I graduated from the Institute of Holistic Nutrition here in Vancouver, Canada, where I'm filming this podcast in 2011 which was over 10 years ago at this point. And I started cooking as a profession right out of, out of school. I, if I think about it, I was actually still in school in my second semester, but I think that that's a story for another time. And I've never used the word holistic to subscribe to one type of diet, nor do I believe in any type of diet hierarchy. I believe that what we eat changes throughout our lifetime. I believe in the power of all diets. And here at Beyond Nourished, all of our team and myself, we cook for people all across that spectrum of, of uh, where people are eating. And truly, I believe that that is more of a holistic approach around just the work that we do as well. But the one thing that stays consistent is that we adopt and we maintain holistic principles throughout cooking for all of those different people on using all of those different diets. So I was a holistic cook from the start. My whole career had been based around whole, organic, and nutrient-dense foods. And I really had to figure things out on my own because I actually didn't go to culinary school. I took my nutrition knowledge and I really bridged it with a love for cooking. But now having been in business, for over 10 years, I've had so many amazing opportunities to teach other people how to adopt and implement these holistic principles into their cooking, really bridging the world of nutrition and bridging the world of culinary, thinking more than just about the flavor of the food, but really what is that food doing to the person that's eating it and how is it affecting the bigger picture of even the globe that we're living on? So little side note too, as of 2020, you can actually get a designation to become a holistic chef through Beyond Nourished. You can visit our website or check out the show notes below for more info on that. But don't worry, you do not need any type of fancy designation or certification to learn how to cook more holistically. I've prepared five very easy to implement tips for you to get started today. 
So the first thing that we're going to talk about is to familiarize yourself with the Clean 15 and Dirty Dozen. And if you've never heard of this before, what this is, is the Environmental Working Group puts out a list of the 12 most contaminated foods that are sprayed with pesticides, herbicides, or fungicides, and which are also the cleanest. So when we read this list, you can concentrate on buying the Clean 15 more on the conventional side um, because there is less residue on these items. Whereas the Dirty Dozen is where you want to buy them organic to stay away from all of those harmful things that are existing on uh, the peels and within those ingredients. Now, if you're confused at the grocery store, what is organic and what is conventional, you can always look at the little blue code that is the product lookup code on the little sticker that you see on produce. And if it starts with a number nine, that means that it is an organically grown piece of produce. If it happens to start with a three or a four, that means that you're buying something conventional. And if it happens to start with an eight, this means that it is genetically modified or a GMO product and it should be avoided. So it's probably obvious of why we want to include uh, foods that are typically not sprayed with any type of harmful ingredients. The toxic overload of the body can only handle so much. And we are living in some unprecedented times here in the world today. And we want to take as much opportunity to support the body and continue to use natural and whole and organic or foods that are at least free as of as many of those pesticides and herbicides and fungicides. So let's get into the list of where we're at in 2021 with these pieces of produce. So starting with the highest offenders of the dirty dozen list, we've got first up strawberries, second spinach, third kale, collard greens, and mustard greens, fourth nectarines, moving on to apples, grapes, cherries, peaches, pears, bell and hot peppers, celery, and lastly, tomatoes. And interesting fact, strawberries and spinach have been the highest offender for quite a few years now. I think it's about the fifth or fourth year in a row. This list does change every year um, as and it's updated. So you can go to the Environmental Working Group's uh, website and check out the list every year and just familiarize yourself with it so that you know when you can save a couple of bucks by buying off of the clean 15 list and still being still protect your health and when you really want to make sure that those are uh, organically grown uh, products. So let's move over to the clean 15. Number one, we've got avocados, then sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, sweet peas, eggplant, asparagus, broccoli, cabbage, kiwi, cauliflower, one of my favorites, mushrooms, honeydew melon, and cantaloupe. So a little side note too is, especially grown in the US, sweet corn, papaya, and squash have a tendency to be genetically modified or genetically modified when they're being grown. So please just watch out for that when buying them. There are the three on the list that I would still continue to buy organic, even though they do land on the clean 15. Moving on to the second tip, we want to really make sure that what we're cooking our food in from an oil standpoint is as health conscious as we can uh, find. So what this means is that we want to stay away from harmful inflammatory vegetable cooking oils 
like canola, sunflower, safflower, and soybean oil. These oils have a huge inflammatory response when we eat them. Uh, they are a highly, highly processed food. And one of the best uh, pieces of, of literature that I've read around the study of this is called Deep Nutrition. If you can get your hands on that book, it is a little bit science-y. Uh, however, it really does paint the picture of why we want to stay away from uh, these harmful oils. And the thing is, is that it is found, these oils are found in almost every pre-packaged packaged food. It's also the uh, go-to oil for many restaurants out there because it is so cheap. So when you're cooking from home, you have the power to choose your oils. So we want to focus on using healthy alternative oils like avocado, coconut, olive oil, grapeseed, Grass-fed butter is great at low temperatures. Grass-fed tallow is wonderful. Or even using ghee, which is a clarified butter. So switch up your cooking oils today if you haven't done that already. Moving on to the third tip, we want to grow as much of our food as possible. The nutrients of our food is what really makes that food have a jam-packed variation of nutrition. Our food is only as healthy as the soil that it grows in. So you having the power to grow your own food, you get to be the decider of that. Or at the very least, buy as much food as you can from a local or seasonal uh, perspective as possible. So you don't have to overcomplicate growing your own food. You might want to start a little herb garden or uh, plant a kale bunch or two, which is, are very, very easy to maintain and keep even in colder temperatures. You can also go to your local farmer's market to get ingredients that you haven't necessarily bought, but that have been very grown close to where you might be living. And it's so fun to get connected with farmers in your area once you start to do it. But what gardening and buying local food does is that it guarantees that your food has more nutrients because it's picked and sold closer to the source. And it's also doing so much better for the environment because it's not being flown or drove long distances just to get into your hands. So the fourth tip that I have for you is to try to reduce the amount of packaging that you buy. This is becoming harder to, and harder to do if you're buying foods at the grocery store. Uh, this is another great reason why buying from the farmer's market is so awesome because typically it's not coming in plastic, it's coming in compostable containers or oftentimes nothing. <laughs> so avoid using plastic bags. And I'm not just talking about at the grocery store checkout. That's also when you're picking out your produce at the grocery store. There's no need to have to put the, every little single piece of produce in a different bag. If you do want to do this, I really suggest buying a reusable mesh bag or looking for uh, at least the paper ones that are usually in the mushroom section. But overall, just trying to reduce the amount of packaging that you buy um, can have a great effect on the planet. And we just really want to consider how that's turning out because recycling, even though it is a step in the right direction, is also just a very difficult process um, to get things back to a place of being close to nature. So the fifth tip and the final tip that I have for you is to care about the food, uh, the, the way that you cook your food. And I'm not talking just about putting a lot of love into it. I'm talking about the pieces of equipment that you're actually choosing to use. So we want to stay away from the microwave, first of all, as this zaps tons of beneficial nutrients and also to get rid of any Teflon or nonstick pans that you have. They contain a lot of toxins that can leach into your food when they're heated up. So you want to look for cooking equipment that 
is a little bit better for you. Things like cast iron pans, stainless steel pans, uh, uh, something that is uh, an enamel coated, uh, like a Le Creuset. Uh, there's also two brands that I absolutely love that are a little bit on the pricey side called Salad Master and Caraco, but they have lifetime warranties and they have been tried, tested, and true. They're made, it, they're made with uh, surgical steel and there's no leach, leaching into your foods. And the body can only take so much um, toxic load. So again, this is just a way to reduce that. So at the very least, look for toxin-free coating and get rid of any Teflon or nonstick pans that you have kicking around, especially if they have any scrapes or blemishes in them. You want to look for really heavy cookware, things that are durable. And consider that even though it might feel like a lot to, to spend a couple hundred dollars on a pot, you're probably spending $50 on a pot and it's breaking down or it's warping and you're going to have to throw it out and buy another one. So invest in some really good quality, even if you can only get your hands on a couple of pieces. So there you have five ways that you can start to cook more holistically today. I'd love if you stayed tuned for more episodes so that you can gain more insights, learn new tips and trips to becoming a better, more efficient, and dare I say, holistic cook. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd absolutely love if you shared it with just one person who you knew wanted to become a better, healthy chef, share it with friends, colleagues, family. And if you're interested in learning more about becoming a holistic chef, you can visit our website, www.beyondnourished.com, or you can find us on any social platform at Beyond Nourished. See you next time. I hope that you enjoyed this episode.